up, everyone? Welcome to this day in Philly Sports History for December 13th, 2023. I'm your host, Jim Montgomery. Welcome to a Wednesday edition of the podcast. Let's start with a recap of yesterday's question of the day. I asked you if you thought the Eagles could recover from where they are right now and what the just the debacle, I guess, that was the past two games. And overwhelmingly, 100% of you thought that they can recover uh, where things got a little bit interesting was when people were saying things like, but the caveat is how they perform on Monday night, which, I, I mean, I agree 100%. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, lots to talk about with the Eagles later on in the episode today. But thanks again for participating in the question of the day from yesterday. Be sure to use the new voice and text line. Uh, that's 267-495-8531. Use, you can call, leave a voicemail, text. You can end up on the show once I can figure out the editing and everything. It should be easy. I think I have that figured out. Uh, but make sure to use the voice and text line. We will work on a better name for that. Uh, but the number is 267-495-8531. That's 267-495-8531. All right, there will be a new Back to the Future this week. I'm either going to record tonight or at some point on Thursday. Uh, I have some things lined up later this week, uh, podcast meetings and things like that. So uh, at some point this week, the new episode of Back to the Future will come out. And then we will do a best of the file in two weeks. And then we will start fresh in 2024 on our every other week schedule. Uh, but it's still a good time to check out the back or the uh the archives, <clears throat> that's Back to the Future with a PH, wherever you get your podcast. So go ahead and check that out and give it a listen. Um, and I, I don't mention this all the time on this podcast, but I do on Back to the Future. Be sure to like and subscribe both. That way you're staying in the loop and you're getting things delivered right to your inbox. Uh, it helps me out too. It helps us grow this. I, I mean, where we've come in just a short amount of time has been amazing. Let's keep this thing going and... Uh, see where where we can take it. <clears throat> uh, time is running out for our gift and food drive. Thank you so far to everyone who has donated. Uh, three days left to get your food donations in. Um, if you need some help with that, just let me know. Hit me up offline. You can either hit me on the text line or DM me. Might be better so it doesn't get lost in the shuffle. Uh, <clears throat> But working with the Maddie and Dixon community cupboard over in Ambler, I uh, have a ton of food right here. Uh, you can still Amazon Prime, get it here to me by Friday. I'm taking the kids over before school on Friday to drop off and make the donation. But so far, the the not knowing what to expect with this the, for the first year and really having to pivot and adjust based on timing and things like that. Uh, the support and the response has been overwhelming. So uh, I'm looking forward to continuing this partnership with them, but very excited to to get this stuff over there to them. So make sure you get your donations in and go to Maddie and Dixon Food Cupboard, their website. Uh, they'll give you information on how to donate money if that's more your speed. Um, but the, the list of items is on my social media. I'm going to reshare it one more time today. Uh, but if you've been following along, uh, our reverse advent calendar item of the day is paper towels. So get your paper towels in for the donation. Again, let me know whatever you need. I I'm here to support you to help make this 
make this work. But I, I truly appreciate the people that turned in gift cards already. Uh, I'm th- they're ecstatic about that. So thank you again so much for your support with this. It really means a lot. Continuing with our 25 days of kindness leading up to Christmas. Uh, and this one is something that I did because my daughter was a student, uh, star student of the week for her class, but offer to read to your kids' class. They love when other people come in. Your kids love it because they get to show off, oh, my dad or my mom is in. Just offer to do it if it's not something that your kid's school already has set up. And if your kids are older, even middle school or high school age, I used to teach middle school, come in and speak to them about what you do for a living and give them career advice. They're always looking for for people to come in, volunteer. And as a teacher, especially these next two weeks or week and a half before the holidays, it's tough for teachers. It's tough for kids. Everybody's amped up because of the holiday and the impending break. Might be a good chance to just break things up. So call the principal, call your kid's teacher, and see if you can either come in and read Give them uh, career advice. I mean, even for elementary school kids, uh, we do a career fair at my school all the time. The kids love it and ask good questions. So that is our act of kindness for today. And if you don't have kids, see if you can volunteer to read. Uh, Call the library. Call the school. Uh, But whatever you can, that's our our act of kindness for our 25 days of kindness. I'll get it out. Uh, But something simple that you can do. That really will mean a lot to to all the kids, but it's just a way to give back and just just help out. All right, the Flyers last night lost a tough one in Nashville, three to two in overtime. Uh, Finishing the record or the road trip uh, three or two and one, not a bad road trip at all. Uh, They're back home tomorrow night, and again, this young team, all of these things are are experiences that it's going to help them down the road. Uh, I've been saying it for for some time now. Get in on the Flyers now on the ground level. I know some people out there aren't the biggest of hockey fans, but if you start watching the game, it's actually a very entertaining game uh, if you're watching. Uh, So I'm telling you, get in now. Go to Philly Goat and get the the Flyers gear. Get the the Quaker sweatshirt. uh, Get whatever you need. And even though it's probably too late at this point to get your orders in by the holiday, Send something late. Do some shopping for yourself. Uh, whatever you can. Go to phillygoat.com. They have a great selection of all kinds of gear. And it's not just Philly sports. They have the Rocky stuff. They have the Philly neighborhoods. They have just the ugly Christmas sweaters alone. Um, but they have all kinds of gear and hats and things. If you're not really a big t-shirt person, they have some hats. Uh, get some stickers for your water bottle. It's worth checking out their site and getting lost down the rabbit hole of what they have to offer. So go to phillygoat.com. Use the promo code Jim Montgomery for 10% off of your order. That's phillygoat.com. Promo code Jim Montgomery for 10% off. Help yourself out. Help me out. Help them out. The more t-shirts you buy, the more likely I am able to quit my day job and do this full time. And then you have all kinds of content for me. Uh, But go to phillygoat.com, check them out, and use the promo code Jim Montgomery for 10% off your order. Sixers in action tonight against the Pistons for a home-and-home. No word on whether or not Joe is playing. Um, I would imagine after what he did, he's probably fine. Uh, Might be a load management situation, but... uh, Big, all of them are big because right now we're again we're trying to get them right, so we can see what we have and 
allow Elton Brand and Daryl Morey to do their thing at the trade deadline. I'm hearing more and more rumors about Zach Levine. Um, I don't know what that would involve or who they would have to give up for that. But the fact that Ubre is playing well, um, Batoon is playing decent when he's in there. Uh, they have like, Roko. They they have pieces now that are expendable that would be attractive to a contending team or even a team that's rebuilding with the expiring contract. Uh, but they have to do it in a way that's going to help out them for this run. Uh, I don't know. I'm just I, I'm very high on the Sixers right now, and I, I tell you all the time they're like the ex girlfriend who I fall for the trick every time, and Lucy with the football. Uh, but I'm very high on them, and I, I think. The future is bright um, until they break my heart, which is probably going to come up soon. So we have that going for us. All right, Eagles news. And I think the big story is the anonymous players that went to Derek Gunn who were complaining about the offense being too predictable. So I, I have a few issues with this. And... One is, I think, it wasn't predictable, too predictable when you were 10-1. and one. Um, I mean, we were all saying run the ball more, and when they ran the ball, it kind of opened things up. But it wasn't too predictable then. So now the it's getting tough, and all of a sudden now you're going to say things are get, it's too predictable. I don't know. Um, the second part of that is, okay, the offense is getting predictable. However... Against the 49ers, the first two drives, you're moving the ball. You stalled out. Does the predictability, is that affecting your, your, your red zone play? Okay, maybe I'll give you that. But then Dallas, you were moving the ball. Three fumbles. Is, is that the, the play calling being predictable? And again, I don't know who's saying this. But, I mean, I have a hard time believing that it's too predictable, yet you're not executing and if the execution was crisp and everybody was doing their jobs and then the plays weren't working, then I would I, I kind of would side with that. But you're fumbling. A.J. Brown dropped the ball that was right in his hands for a touchdown. Like, those are maybe not a touchdown, but would have gotten them down there. Like, those are things that show me that pr- the predictable play calling is working. They're dropping balls. They're fumbling. Okay, like, I, I don't know. And this is what has me worried about this team. And we talked yesterday about the adversity and what people do when they're introduced to themselves. And is this what some of the guys on this team are doing? Anonymously, they're saying that? I, I, I don't know. And, and again, like, it, if you were executing perfectly and the play calls weren't working, then I could agree. But, I mean... I just gave you, like, between the three fumbles on uh, Sunday night, A.J. Brown dropping the ball that was right in his hands, like, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's too predictable or whether you're, you're just kind of, there, there's larger issues with this team that the fact that they were winning so much over the past couple of years were kind of masking. Maybe it's some of the character guys. I don't know. But. I have a hard time kind of predictability when it seems like it was fine when they were 10 and one, nobody was complaining about it. And I, I saw a ton of mistakes 
Uh, even during that winning streak between turnovers and drop passes and things like that, that had, and sure, I know those things happen in football, but had those things happened and those drops and turnovers not happened, our whole mindset and what we're talking about right now is completely different. So I'm not ready to say things are too predictable. I think the play calling could be better. I think they do need to try to get DeAndre Swift the ball, run the ball more. I have no idea why Rashad Penny, like he must have done something to to not even be active. But using Swift, Swift is a damn good ball uh, catcher or receiver out of the backfield. I don't know why they're not throwing in the ball more. So there are things in that regard that I would agree. Predictability when you're fumbling and dropping passes. I don't know. I don't know. But that leads us to today's question of the day. And what is wrong with the Eagles? Is it the play calling? Is it the game plan? Which I I hesitated to put those two on there because they're very similar. But to me, the game plan would be just the whole overall arching thing. But is it play calling? Is it the game plan? Or is it the player's execution? Um, Or is it something else? And let me know. So that is our question of the day. Hit me up on the social media, Jimbo underscore Mont on Twitter and TikTok, at Philly Jimbo on Instagram. Be sure to call or text your opinion on what this anonymous player said and what you think is wrong with the Eagles right now. 267-495-8531. for the voice and text line. Got to think of a better name for that, too. So if you have any ideas for a name, shoot them out there. We'll, we'll try to name it. But let me know your answer to the question today. What is wrong with the Eagles? Is it the play calling? Is it the execution? Or is it the overall game plan? Or is it something completely separate from the three of them? Hit me up on social media. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify, the the link will be right there to vote. Or, like I said, call the the voice and text line, 267-495-8531. Let me know your thoughts. All right, today we're going to go back to 1980. And on this day, 1980, the Flyers beat the Penguins 6-5 in Pittsburgh. Always fun when the Flyers beat the Penguins. Even better when it happens in Pittsburgh. Flyers were down 5-2 midway through the second period in this game. Uh, Bobby Clark then just kind of got hot. He had a hat trick in the second period, his fourth of his career with the Flyers. Mel Bridgman scored early in the third to give the Flyers the improbable come-from-behind win at 6-5. Ben Wilson had two assists. Brian Brian Propp and Paul Holmgren each had a goal and assist. Uh, Phil Meyer had 23 saves. It was his third straight Third straight win, fourth straight game without of loss. He went 3-0-1 during that stretch. Bobby Clark extended his point scoring streak to four games. Uh, the Flyers did that season. They ended up losing in the quarterfinals to the Flames, four games to three. Um, the year before was when they lost in the Cup to the Islanders after having that 35-game unbeaten streak. Uh, but they were a pretty good team. Uh, the Islanders were in the middle of their dynasty, though, so the, uh, the 1980-81 Flyers didn't quite get back there, uh, and it would be a few years before they'd return to the Cup. But on this day in 1980, it was the Flyers beating the Penguins 6-5 to after being down 5-2. to Bobby Clark with the hat trick in the second period. 
and Ben Wilson with the two assists and prop and Holgram adding a goal and assist. And it, like I said, it's always fun to beat the Penguins, especially in Pittsburgh. Uh, but this is when they were always battling, trying to get back to the, that mid-70s level. But on this day, it was the Flyers beating the Penguins 6-5. to All right, today's Philly Sports Advent Calendar Gift of the Day. We open the door up. And again, if I had, if you buy more t-shirts, I could get a producer who can actually play the sound effects. Uh, but today is the 2008-2009 Villanova men's basketball team. And everyone knows the 85 team, obviously, the 16 team, the 18 team, and even the 2022 team uh, as it was Jay Wright's last uh, Final Four team. And I believe that was after he retired after that season as well. But a lot of people, I feel like that 09 Final Four team is forgotten about with Villanova. And it was a pivotal year for, for Villanova. Jay Wright was in his eighth year. Uh, he had made five straight uh, tourneys. Uh, he made two Sweet 16s and one Elite Eight. But the, the narrative for Biggie's, or Villanova basketball at that time was they just couldn't get over the hump. They couldn't get past things. They had a lot of first and second round losses. Uh, but 09, they kind of put it together. They finished the regular season in fourth place in the Big East, uh, which was out an outstanding. The Big East was just the best back then. I mean, they had six teams in, six teams in the top 25. Louisville was number one, Pitt number four, UConn number five, Nova was number 11, uh, Syracuse 13, and then Marquette was number 23. Uh, Nova made it to the semis of the Big East tournament, which... It was one hell of a tournament that year. They got knocked out by Louisville, uh, who's the number one team in the country. That was good enough, though, for a three-seed in the East Regional, and then they got hot. They beat American in the first round. Then they beat uh, UCLA, who was ranked 17th, Duke, who was number five, and then Pitt, who was number four, to get to the Final Four. And I remember watching that game, and this was – I'll be completely transparent – this was when my Villanova hate was at its peak. I remember being at Dave & Buster's with my now wife and actively rooting against uh, Villanova. We were very early in our relationship, and it was kind of weird that here's this Philly sports guy actively rooting against Villanova uh, in the middle of Dave & Buster's. But alas, they did win. Uh, they lost in the Final Four to UNC that year, 83-69, but UNC ended up winning the title that year, so... It wasn't that bad. The thing about this team was it was based on, uh, and again, we all know the players from like the other teams that I mentioned. There wasn't really a lot of big names on this team. It was like a true team effort. So the big, the, the star of the team, so to speak, was Dante Cunningham. He uh, averaged 16 and 7. Scotty Reynolds was, was on that team. And then there's a bunch of role guys. Um, only Cunningham made it to the NBA. So it was a very true team effort. And again, this team is often overlooked, but I think it played a big part in Jay Wright's career and getting him to where he is, a Hall of Fame coach, two-time national championship, uh, four Final Fours, because it always seemed, and at least maybe this is me, and maybe it's my temple bias against Villanova, but it seemed like going back to Steve Lapis, who was after Raleigh Massimino, they always, like Villanova just had good teams, but can never get over that hump. 
Uh, especially with Lapis. They lost a lot in the first round, second round, and just that was kind of the stigma. The fact that Jay Wright got them to a couple Sweet 16s and even an Elite 8 before this was a big deal. But him finally getting to the Final Four was sort of almost, and again, this could be me just from an outsider looking in and, and projecting my own narrative on this. It was almost like the when Jay Wright got that team to the Final Four, the ghost of Raleigh Massimino had left the building or or the campus of Villanova because then Jay Wright just had a string of success in 2009. Uh, it took him another eight years. He had a couple of early round exits himself. But then that 16, 18, 22, like the end of his career run, uh, he just was getting phenomenal players and doing a lot of things. So um, Jay Wright... The first Final Four team, that 2009 Villanova team, kind of an underrated team uh, because they didn't really have the big stars and it was more of a um, team, so to speak. They didn't have the star player. Uh, They didn't have like a Kerry Kittles or uh, a Jalen Brunson type player. It was just Cunningham was good, don't get me wrong, Uh, but they were more focused on the team. So the 2009 Villanova Wildcats basketball team, is your Philly Sports Advent Calendar gift of the day. On this day, back in 1980, the Flyers beat the Penguins 6-5 after being down 5-2 out in Pittsburgh. Bobby Clark with his fourth career hat trick. Let me know what you think about the Eagles situation. Uh, What's your take on the anonymous players? Um, Is it the play calling? Is it execution? Is it the overall game plan? Or is it something else? Um, I, I I don't know which way I go. I feel like there's something else missing in there. Uh, but let me know. Call the voice and text line 267-495-8531. 267-495-8531. Let me know your thoughts on that. Be sure to get your donations together for the Maddie and Dixon Community cover today's advent reverse advent calendar item is paper towels. Offer to read to your kids' school, give some career advice, do something to give back. Don't forget that text line 267-495-8531. Go to Philly Goat, use that promo code, treat yourself, go check it out. If you haven't checked it out yet, what are you waiting for? Go check it out, look and see what they have. You won't be disappointed. <sighs> it's going to be another cold one here in the area. Good luck to the Sixers tonight. This has been This Day in Philly Sports History. I'm Jim Montgomery. Go have yourselves a Wednesday. And until next time, I'll see you when I see you.